Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time to talk Blues Hockey with Darren Payne. Holy jump and what a save! Refreshed by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company and their Urban Underdog Lager. Prost. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you, and it is our pleasure to welcome to this award-winning radio presentation, ladies and gentlemen, live from San Jose, California, Darren Pang. Morning, Panger. Good morning, Tim. It was a pleasure seeing you uh, a couple of uh, afternoons ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was wonderful and, uh, to see you as well. Yeah, it really was. Under the circumstances, you had uh, you had Landon down there. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, and thank you and John Kelly for the kind words you guys said about uh, a friend to many in the St. Louis area, Leon Williams, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. And his son and his daughter were with us. And uh, the Blues have been so kind. And Patty Maroon, since the Blues were playing the Lightning on Saturday, uh, wanted to make sure he met him. And he sat there and he talked with him. And uh, Landon had a beautiful goal uh, two Fridays ago, the night before his father's funeral, on top of it, in front of a bunch of people who came to support him at Kirkwood. And um, he he went backhand five-hole. I think, yeah, I think if you were on the call, you would have had a few words for it. And uh, it was a thing of beauty. And that I was thinking about this in the commercial break because we saw each other on Saturday down at Enterprise Center. And you were so kind and talking to Landon and uh, everybody has been so kind. And, and, the, and it's something I tell people, and I didn't play the game. My son, who's five, is, is playing as much as you can play at five. And it, there's something about the culture around the game of hockey and I've covered football, and I've covered baseball, and to an extent I've covered basketball, and, and to an extent I've covered golf. But there's there's something different about the people around the game of hockey, and that's not to say everybody is, is good and everybody is bad in other sports. That's not what I'm saying at all, but there's some kind of culture around it. And I remember I had Chase on the podcast one time, and he goes, our game has a way of weeding out the a-holes. And I, <laughs> and I, and I love the answer. It's textbook Chase. But yeah, but, I'm, but I'm curious as to how the game and the culture of the game weeds out the a-holes. I mean, you've been on it from playing at an early age to playing in the league and now calling it and being around it all your life. So what is your master's thesis on it? In my master's thesis, with all my education That's right. that I have, um, you know, uh, Chaser's Chaser absolutely correct. It's, it's amazing that when you grow up, I grew up as a, Okay, so a six, a six-year-old, six, seven, and eight-year-old. I was on. It's a tyke team in Canada. They call it tyke here. They call it squirt. I, I believe that's the same, same thing. And and I had a, I had eventually on that team. I had the second overall draft pick of the LA Kings on that team. Oh my! And if that, if that, if that guy's name was Doug, is Doug Smith. If he were to act like he was better than our entire group, even at an early age, parents would have knocked him down. And told him to knock it off. <laughs> so, and then my next, you know, then then you go down the years, and, and my next couple of years, I had the 13th overall pick of the Calgary Flames, Danny Quinn. And uh, sometimes Danny got got, you know, he got a little um, cocky himself, and he got knocked down. I, I don't I don't know what it is. Um, there were many times I'm sure where 
I was too cocky and I got knocked down because your teammates don't put up with it. And it's a team sport. It's all about the team and no one player is greater than the team. And I, I just think that they get weeded out or, or they figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they figure it out. And I mean, but, but what Pat, but what Pat Maroon, you know, what he, he did in the time that he spent with you or anybody else that was down there that spent that time with you. I mean, they're just good people. And there's a reason why That's Pat Maroon's right. still in this league. I mean, come on, Timmy, you know that. Even, <laughs> even with your even with your Peaky Blinders wool hat that you were wearing that day, that you could you could barely see over your eyebrows on the ice. What's going on here? Dump out of this interview. What's happened to this interview? All of a sudden, Panger's gone rogue. But still, you could see that you know there's Patty Maroon doesn't skate the best, does, you know, doesn't shoot the puck the best, but yet he's got a heart of gold and is a good person. And that's why he's still in the game. And so I think we have a lot of that in our game. But I'm, I'm glad that you said that because it's, uh, I think we appreciate that as hockey players that, uh, that, that we've hopefully done a good job um, and our parents have done a good yeah, job yeah. Of, raising, of raising kids that just stay within the team limits and no one's better than the team. So uh, I had an old buddy of mine that once said, if you wanted – if you, you know, if you want to attack the other way, then you should have picked an individual sport. And that's the truth. We, you know, we, we, we didn't pick an individual sport. We didn't pick golf or tennis or badminton or whatever we picked. We picked hockey. And when you're going to be a team, a teammate, then you better be, you better be great at that part of it. Yeah. There's just something about it. And again, this is coming from the outside looking in, didn't play, uh, but I, I've observed it going back to when I first started covering the blues and, and the president's trophy team in 2000, all the way to current day, it's across the board. There's a certain manner with which guys conduct themselves, and it's it's really it, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to get my son in, in, involved in it. If he likes it, he likes it. Great, he keeps playing. If he doesn't, then he's out. But I, I want him to be surrounded by the people around the game because my experience has been it's just a really quality group of people. I might have a call for you then. Landed with the puck. He goes forehand, backhand through the legs. He gives him the nine of our total lead jumping. Oh, Thanks my. Wow, right Bang. there. He just got a call. I have to send that over to Landon so he can hear. He got a call from Panger. Just outstanding. Uh, Panger, you got the uh, the Sharks tonight. Blues back in St. Louis on this homestand tomorrow. And you'll see him take on the Predators after uh, a good win on, on Monday against a team that's obviously not necessarily having an incredible year in the Senators. But you saw two things to, that stood out to me anyway. Jake Neighbors, big night, and Jordan Bennington playing incredibly. Uh, let's start with the netminder. You've been talking about him throughout the course of the year. He has been so good for the Blues. I think the numbers, if you're just driving by stats in the NHL and comparing them to other goaltenders, it wouldn't necessarily convey how well he has played. Do you do you share that opinion? I would absolutely share that. I get that question more than probably any other question when people ask me about the Blues when I'm on the road and they assume that the goaltending hasn't been very good. Um, I'm quick to point out that, no, that's not the case. They the, the slot area coverage it isn't the best. I've seen it with the St. Louis Blues. The type of quality shots that he gets and the kind of saves that he makes are, are up there with the best of the goalies in the NHL. Um, he's up there with the, with the winningest goalies in the NHL. I know he's playing a lot of games, and I think this has been a, a great battle for, for Bennington. I think this is going to make him a better goaltender. Um, he's got lots of hockey left to play in his career, and I think this year is going to be, because it's been so challenging, to stay afloat to look at the standings, to say, are we, are we still there? Do we have a chance? Every single night is a desperate night. And I think if, if they can get themselves on a run where they win eight of the next 10 games, then they're right back into it again. Uh, teams that have been on a roll, Tim, are going to fall off. And, you know, teams don't, they don't win like, this, like the Seattle 
the Seattle Kraken, you don't win that many games on the road and set NHL records and then continue that on. It, it, it's inevitably going to slow down, and you're not going to be able to get it back on the rails. That's just what's going to happen. So you have to have the belief that you're going to every single save is the most important save you're going to make, and you have to keep grinding away. And the numbers right now are never going to get to 2.50. The save percentage is probably never going to get to uh, 93% for the rest of the way. All that matters right now is cleaning up the defensive zone coverage and Bennington making the kind of saves that he's made when the game's on the line. I was impressed with Ottawa. Um, at ice level, I, I think that's a really terrific young team. I think they all expected to be better than they were mm-hmm. this year as a team. But you can't tell me that they didn't create a ton of great scoring chances in that game. They're, they're good. And then, you know, then Jake Neighbors takes it upon himself to uh, – uh, to, to go after uh, uh, Parker. Well, it's Parker's name, number 45 anyway. Um, uh, Jackson, who's number 45 on Ottawa? Jackson, Park, uh, an ornery. Jackson. He's a mean, <laughs> gritty player. Yeah, Parker Kelly. Good work there, Jackson. That's Thank an you. ornery, gritty. Um, yeah, he's full of piss and vinegar. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I noticed that he did talk a lot going from uh, the ice to his bench. He was chirping at the bench the entire game. Uh, I thought that uh, at one point that maybe uh, maybe we'd get a little scrap from Nathan Walker because he and and, uh, and Kelly had words for a large part of the game. And then there it was. It was Jake Neighbors takes exception to a hit that happened about one second before the fight. And he saw that Achari, he calls, they all call him Cookie. And when Cookie went down and got drilled, uh, then neighbors didn't even hesitate. So I love that part of it. I love that it, he's got great hockey sense, and he was the best. He was for me. He was the best Blues forward or player on the ice, other than Bennington. There it is, Blues and Predators tomorrow. You'll be able to hear right here on 101 ESPN pregame at 6 p.m. Darren Pang with us every Wednesday here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, calling in up early with the call in San Jose coming up this evening. Panger, always enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for the time, and have a wonderful call this evening, sir. Peaky blinders. <laughs> Thanks, Panger. Thanks, Panger. There he is, Darren Pang, with us here. Uh, time for us to shut it down. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, yielding to BK and Ferrario for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota.